0: On Diamondbacks Podcast, they are part of the lots on Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to who? The always wonderful, and might I add, handsome host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist, and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas 24myportfoliocom On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show... We got a whole bunch to talk about, and it's all pertaining to the Padres. They made a flurry of moves this past week. They're basically carrying the MLB offseason, so we'll dissect and break down everything the Padres have done this past week. But first... If your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, I'll to the most reasonable around. Email me at diamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. And today's episode is brought to you by BuiltBar. Bar. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. All right, let's jump right into it. And in case you guys have missed it, I don't know how you would have, but the Padres are on fire right now. They just basically retooled their rotation and added another offensive stud to their lineup. I mean, the the, the Padres, what they're doing this offseason, what their GM is doing is highway robbery, and I guess uh, they're giving up some top-level prospects to pull it off, but not the best of the best, because if you guys haven't seen, the Padres have been busy this past week, and it all started when they acquired Blake Snell from the Tampa Bay Rays. This deal really came out of left field, honestly. We've heard some rumblings about maybe Blake Snell being on the trade block, but there was no reports of the Padres really being interested, and It really just, we never saw any reports of it picking up steam between the two clubs. And then, boom, we got a Jeff Passon bomb. Padres acquiring Blake Snell from the Rays. And if you're a Diamondbacks fan, because why wouldn't you be if you're listening to this podcast? I was shocked and deeply disturbed to see these moves get made. I mean... The D-backs are a team that haven't even been linked to anyone this offseason. I can't even give you one rumor of who the D-backs might be interested in. And the Rays, or excuse me, the Padres, they come in here, no whispers, no rumors of any deal to be made, and they go out there, they get Blake Snell, and they go out there, and they get the, the KBO shortstop Kim, and then finally they wrap it up and they get you, Darvish. So let's first look at this Blake Snell deal, and When I, you guys know my philosophy. I'm not a guy who's really about prospects, but if you're a Tampa Bay, I guess you can't be mad by getting four of the top 25 prospects in the Padres system. They got Luis Patino, who is the Padres' number three prospect in their farm system, and the number three overall prospect according to MLB Pipeline. So that is a legit prospect they got back. I don't know how good he is. I won't go into the scouting reports for these guys, but he's expected to be pretty good. They also got right-hander Cole Wilcox, Padres' number seven prospect, catcher Blake Hunt, number 14 prospect, and they also got the 25-year-old catcher Francisco, Mejia, who was the number 15 overall prospect in the game just a couple years ago, so a pretty big upside guy. So, for the race, they got back really three high end prospects, three of the top 15 in the Padres system, including the number 23 prospect overall, and another guy who was a top prospect not too long ago, still only 25 years old. You gotta kind of like the return for the race. They didn't get anyone established, I guess, but still, if you're gonna get, you know. Three high-end prospects back. You're not gonna be upset with that. And mostly whenever these moves get done, like I said, I'm not in the camp of trading your best player for some prospects. And Blake Snell, the last three years, been one of the best pitchers in the American League. His ERA over the past three seasons has been Dynamite, a 285 ERA over the last 337 innings. He struck out 32% of the batters during that time, too. He's held them to a 206 batting average, a 279 OBP, a 350 slugging. Snell has just been dominant the last three years, and he did win the American League Cy Young Award in 2018. So for the Padres, to add that guy to the top of your rotation is going to be nice. I, uh, It's going to be better than nice. I mean, he's a legit number one. And the Padres' moves didn't stop there. A lot of people missed this, including me, but they also got the KBO shortstop, Kim. And Kim is an offensive stud if you look at his numbers from the KBO League in the 2020 season. Yes, it was during a pandemic, of course, but he's still bad 306, a 397 OBP, 523 slugging, 30 home runs in 138 games. He also got some speed as well, and the padres you know they they have a little bit of a uh, you know a jam up the middle they don't know exactly where he's going to play cuz of course you got uh tatis as shortstop you got machado at third but they think kim could play some second base maybe platoon or cronenworth but if this guy lives up to the expectations, lives up to what he's done in the KBO league. That's an underrated move that I don't even think is getting talked about enough. I mean, this guy was highly coveted during free agency. I thought he was going to go to a team like the Blue Jays. They seem to really be in on him, but he goes to the Padres. I'm not exactly sure what the contract details are, but you're getting Kim. He's only 25 years old. You could put Cronenworth in the outfield and No matter what you do, you're going to have offensive firepower in that lineup. I mean, the Padres lineup from last season, you got Machado, you got Tatis. I thought Hosmer was pretty good last season. Will Myers actually, you know outperformed any expectations I had for him and when you add a Kim in there too I mean that team now is deep Trent Grisham I liked him a lot last season even though you know maybe his batting average wasn't phenomenal I thought he was pretty good last season as well so now you go about six seven deep in that Padres lineup and then you add Blake Snell to that top of the rotation and then you also add you, Darvish, now to that rotation as well. So now, Blake's now plus you, Darvish, as your one two punch. And for the Cubs, I actually like their return better than the Tampa Bay Rays return because I like that they got someone established. The Padres ended up putting Zach Davies in the return for you, Darvish, and Davies was pretty good. I saw our teammate, our colleague, uh, locked on Giants host. Ben talk about this on his Twitter. Go look it up. Like Zach Davies, the last three years has been comparable to Yu Darvish. Just this past season, 2020. He had a 273 ERA. He won seven games. He went 69 innings. He had an 8.2 strikeouts per nine. His FIP was only 3.88. His whip was 1.067. There were a lot of good numbers with Zach Davies. He's not the strikeout artist. Yu Darvish is. Th- this past season in 2020 was his highest strikeouts per nine at just 8.2. Is that only 6.5 for his career? But Zach Davies, he's young. He's only 27 years old. So. He he's a guy that's still pretty cheap. And I think that you got I, I think the Cubs getting him back in Yu Darvish deal was pretty underrated. He's still pretty cheap. And yeah, he's gonna be up for free agency soon. So the Cubs are probably gonna have to pay him some money, but he's gonna be a lot cheaper than Yu Darvish. And Darvish is getting paid a ton of money. That's why the Cubs probably weren't too scared to trade him, especially in this pandemic. He's scheduled to make 18 million in 2023. 19 in 2022, and 22 million in 2021. So he's getting paid a fat chunk of change. But if you're the Padres, you got you Darvish locked up for the next three seasons. You also got Blake Snell locked up for the next three seasons. He's making about $13 million a year for the next three years. So you got your two frontline starters locked up. Still got Chris Paddock. You still got uh Lament, And the next season, Mike Clevenger is going to come back. So this Padres winnow, to win a championship, to win a World Series is wide open right now, and that wasn't all that the Cubs got back. They got Zach David's back, but they also got the Padres' number 11 outfielder prospect. They got the Padres' number 13 outfielder prospect. They got their number 15 outfielder prospect, and they also got the Padres' number 16 shortstop prospect. So they got... Four prospects back in the top 16 plus Zach Davies. I like that return a lot for the Cubs. Again, I'm not super high on the prospects, but at least you got established starter in Zach Davies. And for the Padres, I mean, that rotation right now is stacked, that lineup is stacked, and they're for sure going to give the Dodgers a run for their money. And I'm hoping the Dimebacks are watching this, sitting back and saying, hey, what are we going to do now to compete with these two teams in our division? Because they, not, they, they may not just be the two best teams in our division. They may not just be the two best teams in the National League. They may be the two best teams in all of baseball. And with knowing Blake Snell and Hugh Darvish are locked up for the foreseeable future, Tatis and Machado too, the Dodgers got their stars locked up. It's going to be a while before the Dimebacks feel like a real World Series contender if they don't start making some moves. They can't just keep waiting and keep rebuilding because... These Padres, these Dodgers, they're young, they're locked up, and they're not going anywhere. So the Dimebacks are going to need to make some moves, not just for the short, short term, but for the long term also because... These teams aren't going anywhere and the Dimebacks have pieces in place to compete at least for a playoff spot but if they want to get to that next level then they have to go big fish hunting. That doesn't mean they have to go out there and sign Trevor Bauer to a hundred million dollar deal but you're gonna have to look at that trade market. guy like Blake Snell, 13 million dollars a year is not breaking the bank and I'm hoping the Diamondbacks can look at that, see what the Padres have done and say, "Hey, if we want any chance of competing in the next decade, we got to start making moves now or otherwise we're just going to be left in the past for the next 5 seasons and for the foreseeable future because those teams in the division aren't going anywhere." Now we'll talk about how the Blake Snell and Yu Darvish trades affect the pitching trade market and we'll talk about Who the best team in the NL West is right now? But first, are we ready for some football? College football heads into bowl season, and there are some big matchups this weekend. NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture becoming clearer. There is only one place that you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. I'm going to be betting on the NFL game of the week. And for me, I want to bet on that Packers versus Bears game because if the Bears win that game, they're going to get into the playoffs and the Packers could lose the number one seed. So a lot of big playoff implications going on with that game. And I'm putting my money on the Bears. Now, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet a line. Your online sports book experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at BetOnline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use promo code LOCKEDON for your sign-up bonus. #Hashtag BetOnline. Bilt Bar is back, and they're more improved and more delicious than ever before. They have 18 amazing flavors, but 6 new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're both soft and easy to chew. Now, the reason why I love Bilt Bars is because they're great for the health-conscious guy like me. Help me lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now, they'll reset their promo code for this relaunch. Use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Alright, alright, alright. Let's get back into it. Let's answer the two questions. How Blake Snell and Hugh Darvish set the market for pitchers and who is the best team in the NL West right now. But let's first talk about the market because You Darvish and Blake Snell, we've seen a lot of rumors about other pitchers reportedly that might be traded uh, during this MLB offseason. We've seen guys like Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray be mentioned, but there was always questions about what kind of return can a team like the Cincinnati Reds get back for those guys. And I'm more high on a guy like Luis Castillo than Sonny Gray, but I think the framework is at least there now. I'm going to need at least two of your top 20 prospects. Minimum. I think that's at least the minimum right now. And I don't think Castillo or Sonny Gray is as good as a U Darvish or a Blake Snell, but still, Castillo is still a guy who's pretty young. He's arbitration eligible. So He's going to be under control, so if I could get a guy like Luis Castillo, who was an all-star in 2019, still only 27 years old, going to be 28 years old, or excuse me, he is already 28 years old, turned 28 back on December 12th, I'm asking for at least two prospects, probably three prospects, or give me two prospects, and someone established, and I'm not just trading my Stud pitchers for nothing, Blake Snell and you, Darvish, got pretty solid returns. Now, I'm not in love with getting prospects back, so if I'm a team who's out there like the Cincinnati Reds trying to trade Luis Castillo, I want that you, Darvish, return. I want me a, a solidified starter that could throw back in my rotation, like a Zach Davies, who could be a number three starter on most teams, number three, number four starter, maybe even a number two, but I would say number three and number four starter probably number three, and then I get back another couple of prospects, high-end prospects, two of your top 15 prospects. I want to say two of your top 16 prospects. You got to give me something worthwhile, and I don't want to just trade my pitchers for nothing. If I saw the D-backs out there trying to let's just say trade Zach Gallon. I better be getting back an established starter and I better be getting back at least three high-level prospects I could project as starters down the line, whether that be in my lineup or in my rotation. And in baseball, just so many times you see good players get traded for prospects just because of that potential. And if you're going to do a trade like that, then you better get back a whole bunch of prospects that you hope can work out. And just look at the, uh, Zach Granke trade that the D-Backs pulled off. They got back Corbin Martin, Seth Beer, JB Burskakis, and Josh Rojas. And outside of Rojas, who was the number two, who was the number twenty-two prospect in the Astros farm system, none of them have really made a huge impact. Seth Beer was the number three prospect. Buskaskis was number four, and Corbin Martin was number five. So the D-backs got back three of the top five prospects in the Astros organization. And so far, what has it led to? Not really much of anything. We haven't really seen any of them make an impact yet on the big league level. And really, they haven't even graduated to the big league level just yet. Most of them are still in their minor leagues. Outside of Josh Rojas, still trying to find their way. So when you're telling me about trading you know, high-level Arguably number one starters for prospects. I'm most likely just, I just don't want to hear about the deal. I guess if you're going to do it, do what the D-backs did. Do what these other teams did. Get back three or four top high-end prospects. D-backs got three of the top five prospects in the Astros organization. But still, what has it led to? Hasn't led to anything. So for major league teams, just hold on to your pitchers. You're going to trade them for these prospects. And it's just not going to work out more than half the time, at least in my opinion. I would rather hold on to my guys and keep my frontline starters and try to build around them or at least trade that guy for someone established. Stop trying to trade these starters, frontline starters, for prospects that we just don't know enough about. And now it's time to decide who is the best team in the NL West because it's getting pretty close between the Dodgers and the Padres after the moves made yesterday. I mean, the Dodgers are still probably in the lead, but they got some free agents. They got Joke Peterson as a free agent. They got Justin Turner as a free agent. So we'll see if those guys come back. But still, you're going to have Cody Bellinger. You're going to have Mookie Betts. You're going to have Max Muncy. You're going to have Corey Seager. You're going to have A.J. Pollock. You're still going to have a pretty stout, Lineup and pretty stout offensive lineup for the Dodgers. Will Smith, you're probably going to have Gavin Lux in there. So the Dodgers lineup is still going to be very stacked. And if you look at their pitchers, Kershaw, Dustin May, Gonsolin, Urias, Walker Buehler, they're still going to be stacked in their rotation. Their bullpen, they've been making some moves during uh, this year's offseason. So I still like that Dodgers team, but now when I look at that Padres team, they got the firepower to match Machado, Hosmer, Tatis Jr., Grisham, Will Myers, Kim, they got a deep lineup too to match up with the Dodgers. Now, you, Darvish and Blake Snell, that 1-2 was just as nasty as a Kershaw, Walker Bueller 1-2, and then Denelson LeMet, it was really good last year. Chris Paddock is a solid number four, and eventually, they're going to get Mike Clevenger back in that rotation for next, not 2021, but the 2022 season, so For next year, I'm probably going to say the Dodgers are still the better team. I like their lineup slightly more than I like the Padres lineup. I think Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger are two better players than Tatis and Machado, but it's close. Plus, you got Max Muncie, a Corey Seager. I like Grisham, and I like Hosmer, but I like that Dodgers lineup just a little bit more. And then if we look at the rotations, I actually... Like the Padres, two frontline starters in Darvish and Blake Snell more than I like Kershaw and Walker Buehler, but I think the Dodgers have a deeper rotation, and I think they still have a better bullpen, so I still got the Dodgers as 2021 favorites to win the NL West. Now, that's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Come back tomorrow because we're going to try to have Javi Peño on the podcast of Locked on Padres to give his thoughts on all the moves his team has been doing. And as always, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at creatorthomas24 for my personal account at Locked on Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when you go to builtbar.com. As always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!